Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Great Ways to Cinema, the spinoff to the spinoff Gateways to Cinema, which is the spinoff to Reboot Right Your Way. Yeah. It's the same show. We just switch lists. But I don't I don't think you can call it the same show <laughs> based on some of the films we've covered. Uh... I, it's the same show. Uh, but yeah, so we're uh, we're back. We're yeah. on my list. Last time we we took a stroll down my list, we watched Grown Ups. Yeah. And Aaron loved it, and uh, he put it the highest of any of the movies we watched on the show. Why are you lying to our listeners? Because <laughs> they know. It's Grown Ups. Come on. Maybe anyway, this is someone's new for this is someone's uh, first episode because we're gaining a new crowd with this one. We're getting a uh, mm. we're getting some uh, foreign films in here. So, yes, uh, that's true. Maybe we're gonna get a whole new demographic uh, while we lose our other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're getting we're getting cultured. We're getting elitist on this episode. We're doing yep. uh, foreign films, mm. so we're gonna we we gain the, uh, the grown ups crowd and then immediately <laughs> lost them. <laughs> There is no crossover demographic between last. these two, except for you and me. What was the, what was last week's again? Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. They're like, okay, I can mess with Crimson Tide a little bit. No. Yeah, Crimson Tide just and Grown Ups. There's there's a cross section. They're there. very dad movies. They're definitely dad movies. So, uh, not this one. But yeah, introduce our movie. Yeah, I guess. sorry. <laughs> two days, one night. Um, it's directed by Jean Pierre and Luc Darden, I believe is how you pronounce their last name, starring Marion Cotillard. I remembered. Wow. I remember. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed you didn't have to pull out the, your audio clip. <laughs> I was going to. <laughs> Did you but save I figured, it? <laughs> no, I just figured that would take too long, so I didn't want to, you know, do that. But anyway. Yeah. Uh. This is a movie Aaron has not seen, I have seen. I put it on the list for him to watch. Aaron, how much did you know about this movie going in? I knew, and I think I mentioned this at the end of Grown Ups, or Crimson Tide, whenever we mm-hmm. said we were going to cover this. Yes. Uh, basically, all I knew about this film going in is that it was part of the Criterion Collection, because I knew mm-hmm. you had the Criterion Blu-ray for this. Yes, I do. Um, and I knew that you had seen it and liked it. That's yes. it. Okay. That's really nothing it. at I all. I knew like so, nothing oh. else. I knew. Oh, I knew. Um, it's an interesting way. That's how I went into this. Yeah, that's. I, I remember you did this being one of those movies that. Did you watch it in the year? It came. No, no. This is an older. Well, movie well see I what I did is I do this. This is for some reason my new um, <laughs> tradition with buying Criterion during the sale. But I was like, okay, I need like one more. To get the free shipping. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's this movie I've heard about. Two days, one night. Sure, I'll throw it on there. Let's let's give it a watch. Did that. I did that with uh, I Married a Witch. Yeah. Um, I wish I Married a Witch was covered on this podcast because oh that would have been a so great one. Good. Oh my that's god, it's a, so good. That's a high recommend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did it most recently this past week with um, uh, Let the Sunshine In. So usually I just pick movies that I don't know anything about. I'm like, this premise seems interesting, I guess. Yeah, I didn't I um, didn't realize that you bought the the Blu-ray before you had seen the movie on this one as yeah, well. Yeah, I did. I thought this was one that you saw uh, like some like somewhere on Amazon Prime in one of your weird <laughs> end of the year indie binges, um, and then bought the Blu-ray. No, for, but I, had this I didn't one realize first. this was another uh, just kind of grab bag uh, criterion uh, purchase and uh, it's, hard, it's hard to go wrong 
uh, and criteria. I don't know. You're, you're having uh, pretty good luck so far, I guess. We'll see about this uh, Let the Sunshine and I yeah. another film I know nothing about, but Same. we're not covering it, no. so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, I put it on the list. It, it's When I watched it, it just completely blew me away. Again, not knowing anything about it, and then just coming into it and being like, this is what I got in this package. Weird, but let's do this. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, I did a good job. I did a good job today, Aaron. Yeah. I'm holding back the tears. <laughs> this movie destroyed me the first time I watched wow, it. Wow, I'm so proud of you. So uh, we'll get we'll get into it more. Um, but yeah, what'd you think? First impressions. It's um, it's better than Grown Ups. I think I can safely say it's that. It's definitely <laughs> fair. That's, I think that's fair to say. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think it it kind of came together at the end. I think in mm-hmm. a way that like kind of bumped up my appreciation for it. You know, mm-hmm. where uh, I, there was a, there's a lot of this uh, runtime that's very uh, kind of like it. There's nuances to it, but it's kind of like the same scene, the same scene. You, right. You, like, you fall into a pattern, you understand what's happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think when you get to the ending, uh, the ending kind of, like... The ending was going to determine whether I'd be like, this is, a like, a three-and-a-half-star movie or a four-star movie. And I gotcha. think I'd go with, like, a four-star movie. Okay. So that's fair. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm, uh... I, I liked it. I, it was, uh... It was nice kind of just having a movie where I did know absolutely nothing about it and just kind of watching it unfold. Yeah. Um, especially interesting in a film like this where it's just so kind of like small scale, just mm-hmm. very much focused on this very intimate uh, tale of just this woman uh, going around uh, and basically pleading to uh, all the people she works with... Uh, to uh, let her keep her job, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's one of those premises where you're like, yeah, of course someone made a movie about yeah. this. That's, <laughs> that's um, a very French movie. And <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even really know what to say about it unless we like get into the details and in, in the moments and the scenes between the characters. But I do want to say, Marion Cotillard so good in this movie and that's something that I don't even think I realized the first time I watched it but there is no score in this movie at all it's just you're carried by the performances and oh my god she's so good and the husband is really good uh Fabrizio (laughs) Romeo (laughs) I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce names um but he's also great um a lot of the side players also are amazing. Um, I don't know if he actually plays the guy. Yeah, um, Timur, who plays Timur in the movie, also mm-hmm. has like a really great scene. That that was the moment when I watched it the first time. I'm like, oh my god, this is like really good, and I just started crying. <laughs> um, so yeah. there's 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 a lot here that's just so good. So I. Yeah, I, I definitely see this as a movie that would make you cry. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah. We'll we'll get into it more later. How I felt about it second time, second sure, viewing, right? But uh, I guess we can get into spoilers. Aaron, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, this is one, uh, this is one of the uh, less accessible movies we've covered, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, you know, get over the fact that you have to read subtitles. Yeah. Um, you know, Par- Parasite won Best Picture. We're we're past it. We've moved past it. We uh, have. It's it's fully accepted now. Uh, we solved all the issues uh, with people not wanting to watch foreign films. So we're good. I think we're in the yep. clear actually. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess. I'm not sure if this is on the Criterion Collection or the Criterion Channel, the streaming version, uh, to make it more accessible. But um, I, that's another factor is the distribution. But yes, I would recommend this movie if that's kind of what you're looking for. That kind of like intimate character drama. Mm-hmm. It's kind of movie. It's, I, not, uh, it's not very much a, a light movie or a no fun movie in some ways. No. But. There's slight moments of, you know, levity, but it, not much. <laughs> it's it's not as depressing as I thought it was going to be. We'll get into it in spoilers. Okay. But, uh... Yeah. Um, yeah. I Huge recommend, but again, know what you're getting into. It is a slow and, um, yeah, like you said, very intimate, very character-driven Um so yeah, but I will say, even with that, there are very tense moments. There are, uh, like, the, there's a there's an underlying t- intensity and anxiety to it all from the very beginning when you learn what it is, and we'll get more into, um, like, specifics, I guess. But mm-hmm. there's, like, from the first person she talks to... Uh, not on the phone, but after that, you're like, okay, this is this is what I'm getting into. <laughs> okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you if you don't want it spoiled for you, or you just don't care. You know, you don't. What do I what do I say? <laughs> you say whatever you want. It's your podcast. Um, what I say is, if you have seen yes, the film, hit me with it. Recommended by the both of us. Yeah. And if you have, no, if you what I say. See, you don't know what me I either. Say, <laughs> Is if you haven't seen the film, mm-hmm. recommended by the both of us, and if you have seen the film, or just, don't, just care, don't care. Yep, there we go. We're gonna we going to be getting now, into a little in-depth with spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Also a movie that, even if you do know the spoilers, I don't think it... Yeah. You can just watch it. I mean, it's one of those movies where it's like, when are you going to really spoil much? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, the ending kind of mm-hmm. is the only part where it's not that same kind of pattern of she goes to this person's house and she's like, hey, are you going to do this for me? And Yeah. You know. So, spoilers starting now. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, sure. Anywhere you want to start. Um, I'm not sure. I, uh... <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts uh, on this movie. I'm not sure where to start. Hit me with I, one. Uh, Just one anywhere, anywhere in the timeline. You know what this? You know what this film reminded me of? What's it that? Reminded me a lot of uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in some ways, in specific ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. It's probably why I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as stylized no. as Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Definitely, it's much more trying to be like very natural in mm-hmm. these interactions. Um, but just that same kind of, like, pitting the employees against each other, Mm -hmm. um, kind of plot, where everyone's tearing themselves apart on this, uh, lower level, because it's like, they keep their job, or, you know, like, someone keeps their job and someone loses it. Right. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, it's that same kind of, that conflict that fuels Glengarry Glen Ross, and I thought for a moment they were gonna do the same thing 
that Glengarry Glen Ross does where you like never see the boss in person because mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool aspect of that movie yeah. where it's very much like hey all these you know these relationships of these all these salespeople that we're following they're breaking down because mm-hmm. they're pitted against each other by this person who they don't even ever see right. who's you know so far above them on this on this class uh, scale that he doesn't even you know he doesn't even know who they are essentially and right. that they're you know tearing each other apart trying to trying to please him kind of thing mm-hmm. and then they do show the boss at the end and she gets a little kind of cathartic moment uh telling him off and mm-hmm. i'm like okay they're it's trying to do a different thing than glenn yes, glenn ross absolutely. so it's not a point against this movie i just thought it was going to do right that right and uh i i do like that it is different in that way where the the threat i guess it's not really like the right word for it but comes from within their own group like there's a boss and he's kind of a little bit above them he has some power in there but he too just wants his bonus like that's what everyone's like dude i don't hate you i just want my money <laughs> like and it's it's one of those like really frustrating moments where it's like you can see where most of these people are coming from especially the one guy near the end who is like listen if you get to keep your job, I'm ruined. I hope you get it, but, <laughs> like, I'm screwed. <laughs> like, oh, God, it's so painful. But, mm-hmm. and every time, just every time she walks up to them, she's like, hey, so, uh, we're gonna have another vote. And it's just like, I just feel it. Like, in the pit of my stomach, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um... I did think that was a very interesting uh, idea, kind of examining the way in which, you know, how, like, this uh, classist structure pits people against one another, but, like, how that changes when you can actually see the impact of your actions, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think that's a very observable phenomenon in real life, where when people are forced to actually look at, you know what their actions, the consequences of their actions, they'll, they're going to respond differently than uh, if, you yeah. know, they're just able to make a decision and not have to ever see that person again, you know? Right. And it's it's just that, that difference of, yeah, he, um... I forget his name. I forget the boss's name. Um, not the boss, but the... Uh, Anyway, you know what I mean. The the like the the foreman, yeah. Uh, where he yeah he influenced it in a way, but at the same time, deep down these people, outside of a few who were like friends to her, they're like, yeah, I, I'll never see her again. I don't care. Give me my a thousand euros, you know. <laughs> and there's the few that you can see it eats them up inside, and then there are a few that are just like. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't care, dude. Right. I'm getting a big house. I'm building a wall. That... Sh- <laughs> what? <laughs> to, to stop the mud. He's not... Building a wall. <laughs> a thousand euros. That all, that's all it takes. Trump would definitely vote to make her lose her job. That's that's not even a. I, I don't know why you're acting like that's some shocking revelation. I'm not. I just wanted to say it up close to the mic. I haven't done that in a minute, so. I mean. I missed it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is. 
for a while I was I, I think I've kind of come down I had too much Mountain Dew earlier today mm-hmm. and when we started watching this movie I was like oh no this is going to be a bad podcast because I'm in an angry mood today <laughs> <laughs> So don't get me started because I'm coming down. I'm still I'm I'm sipping on Mountain Dew right now, <laughs> but like I don't want to. I want to go off on any uh, rants tonight. Right. Uh, if we can well, help uh, it. We'll I, uh... try to keep that to a minimum. <laughs> was there any any? What, where, where do you want to go next from this? You said there was stuff that uh, you wanted to touch on in spoilers. Oh, I, I mentioned it in terms of I thought this movie was going to be much more depressing mm-hmm, than yeah. it ended up being because I think I just assumed it because it's a French film and I'm like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna do the it's gonna play Sexy into French the uh, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna play into the cliche and uh, be super depressing. I thought what it was going to be is that they take a secret ballot and she finds out that no one voted for her. Yeah. And I was I thought that was going to be I thought it was going to be like a gut punch of an ending where it's like all these people are, you know, going to tell her to her face, "Yeah, I'll vote for mm-hmm. you" because it's different when she's standing in front of there and then to really hammer that theme uh, home about how people will respond differently when they see the consequences of their actions mm-hmm. to then have the secret ballot take place and everyone votes to keep the bonuses because they all think they can get away with it that no one will know that they voted against her right and then they find out that everyone did that and then they all have to be ashamed yeah that's what i that's what i thought for a moment it was gonna go for because i was anticipating a depressing ending okay gotcha gotcha yeah i that's one that i could have seen happening and i would have been like yeah okay like that ending also makes sense Mm -hmm. but i really love that moment where she goes in and meets the people who voted for her to keep her job, yeah. and you see, um, laundromat guy. I don't, I don't. The names are hard to remember for most of these characters, but he's there, even though he like she's like you're afraid just like me, like. And then to do that moment where he's like, "Hey, we can keep you on. We're actually going to be letting go a worker." They don't tell her who it is. They don't say anything, but right. she knows because she had actual connections with these people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I can't do that." And just he's like, "Well, no, it's not the same thing." She's like, "Bye." All right, and I'm that, out. <laughs> that's their other opportunity to go for like kind of that more uh, gut punch mm-hmm. of an ending to be have her be like if she was faced with that decision. Um, because we, she didn't have a vote beforehand on either right. of the votes, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was uh, not it, she didn't have a decision to make, and then we finally give her a decision to see how she reacts, and that's an opportunity again where they could have had her be like, oh yeah, I'll I'll take the job. I yeah. Don't, I don't care if uh, that he'll have he'll have his bonus by that point. He'll be fine, and I'll be good as well, kind of thing. And I think that's. Just one of the reasons I really love this movie, too, is that it is... It's unflinching, and it's just... Really just... It's takedown of capitalism in general, but it also shows human nature and how human nature can be compassionate outside of this system. And when you think outside of the system of, I need to get what's good for me, you know, when you have this compassion for other people, and I think that's just something that... Movies like Glengarry Glen Ross doesn't have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's just an ass in that movie. <laughs> like, there are good people in this movie who, yeah, some of them voted for her to lose her job, but that wasn't a malicious thing. You know, it wasn't... It wasn't... They, they, 
they deep down they have a humanity to them Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that is so interesting in this movie and I think every single character that she runs into is not two dimensional there's there's something else going on the only one that I could think is like kind of like just a jerk is the son of the dad (laughs) who just attacks him and then rips out (laughs) like okay weird but yeah um but everyone has motivation and feels real and it's just it's crazy good (laughs) yeah yeah no i uh i do think yeah, I mean, I'm saying this is the this is the depressing way the film could have gone, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily saying that that would have been my preferred ending because right. I do agree with a lot of the moments that you really liked at that ending there, mm-hmm. um, like that moment where she makes the decision saying she couldn't uh, bear to keep her job if uh, someone else were to lose theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right because the, the the whole. If the villain in this film is, you know, is capitalism, is this institution that pits people against each other because everyone is afraid if they don't look out for themselves and no one else is going to because that's right. that's what the system needs to survive mm-hmm. is for everyone to be looking out only for themselves. Right. And, uh, you know, working against one another instead of with one another. So I do think, yeah, it's a really powerful moment kind of showing how... Um, you, you break that system once you just decide to take the leap and be like, listen, I, you know, she doesn't know how she's going to make it at the end of the movie. She doesn't know what job she's going to get, mm-hmm. but she does gain the self, the self-worth of just being like, you know, listen, I'm right not, thing. yeah, I'm not yeah. going to, uh, you know, make myself another one of these kind of pawns in this, uh, in this game you're playing. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to look out for these people because they did look out for me uh, when I needed it. Yeah. So, and just the the just the ending where it's like we put up a good fight. I'm happy. It's mm-hmm. just, whew, I let out a tear or two at that one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, things aren't fixed. Things are gonna be hard. Yeah. But like, you kept your humanity through it, and like mm-hmm. that's something to celebrate and appreciate. Um, yeah, and speaking and speaking of her performance, I'm I, I think she really nails that delivery of I'm happy mm-hmm. because I think there's a very cheesy and fake way to do that where you're like oh she has depression yeah. and then her character arc is she cures she's her depression good, yeah. she's happy now <laughs> and very clearly in the way she uh, you know delivers that line you're like okay mm-hmm. yeah that's no this movie is true to life she's still gonna struggle with that yeah um, and it, you know. It's probably going to be worsened by losing her job, losing uh, th- that kind of security. But you know, yeah, she is happy. She does find that kind that self worth, and that, she finds that peace that, in that. Yeah, at least. Um, and just like I think, also through the lie, the life at least that she touched with her friend who left her husband, who was like clearly abusive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, jeez, get out of there! <laughs> and like just that moment where. She's just like, oh, no, I left my husband. And she's like, wait, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I really like that moment following that where they're all, like, sitting in the car listening, jamming out to the rock music. Yeah. Like, another one of those examples of just, like, showing the, the human connection when, you know, when you break the cycles of those uh, yeah. institutions that, uh, you know, are pitting you against each other. Because she didn't want to vote against her. No. Um, 
it's yeah she was in an abusive relationship and yeah it's it's I, I like those kind of small moments they added there that because um, mm-hmm. there are moments where it gets very uh, dark yes and then, so it's nice to have those uh, bits of levity because there's so many moments where you like think this movie there's other moments where you think it could get very depressing yeah where like, she takes all of her Xanax and I was like when I first saw this I'm like no like yeah. they're not ending it like this <laughs> and I'm glad they don't but that's also just a just that moment where like just within like you know a fraction of time where she could have just been gone like mm-hmm. hey you know it's just that that human connection that can just save people and I just think that's pretty sweet <laughs> For uh, for a really cheesy way to say it, but you know sure. what I mean. Sure. Yeah. There's a uh, yeah. Yeah. Husband's really good in this movie. Sure. Yeah. He uh, I think his character is like. He's he's like maybe sometimes just like a little too perfect. Like there's no like fault to him at all. But I think that again is just what makes sets this movie apart from other movies like this, where yeah. they're just they can show that people can just be good. Yeah. You know, like there's no like ulterior motive. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, it's it, we only get like we only see a certain aspect. Right, of we see his person. two days and we, one night. We basically <laughs> only see him. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to fit it in there somewhere. But I meant more like we really only get to know him through his relationship to his wife. Right. So we know he's a good husband. Yes. And then there's like not a whole lot else about him that the movie really cares to delve into. No. We just know that he's supportive of her um, and knows what she needs and knows how to encourage her and knows how to, you know, respond mm-hmm. if she's in a, a dire situation and all right. that. So, yeah, from that... From that limited perspective of his life we get he's yeah Yeah. very much a perfect person right um yeah I don't know is there anything else we wanna really dig into here I don't know movies movies yeah they're good (laughs) um yeah I just wanna I wanna just mention again that like it's very rare I can't I'm sure if I thought for longer, I'd be able to think of one, but there's very few movies that I can think of, at least, that just don't go for a score at all, and they're just like, you're gonna feel things, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not because our music is good and makes you cry. That happens in movies, Aaron. A bad movie makes me cry because the song is just, it's touching, it's powerful. Yeah, sure. And this one, it's just like, we're just doing humans. Mm. We got... Some acting going on. Doing humans. Okay, well... (laughs) Um... We got acting going on. Right. And you're gonna feel... Yeah. So, yeah. To be honest, I did not realize there was no score until the end credits, when I was like, it's kind of weird that that's silent. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) And that's the thing, you don't notice it the first time. It's just, it's so gripping... And just what it is mm. that oh my god, it's so good. This movie's so good. Um, and yeah, yeah. it's it's very much kind of documentary. Like you know, we have like mm-hmm. those those handheld uh, cameras, and right. you're always kind of like viewing from like around a corner kind of thing. Like right. you're almost you know getting like this little peek into their lives. So yeah, it's it very much 
adds to the authenticity to uh, not have that score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I will say rewatching it too, the because f- I saw this like several years ago now. Um, I did not. I did not remember everyone's reason. I thought my phone just fell. I just got that fixed. <laughs> you broke oh it God. again. I would laugh so hard. I. Uh... Anyway, I didn't remember everyone's reasons for for not wanting to keep her on. Yeah. And sure. the first one, it's like our daughter's in college. You know, we kind of need the money. I'm like, not a great reason, but whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I understand. And then the second girl's like, I just left my husband. We got to get a new bed, new TV. New... I'm like, okay. Does everyone have bad reasons for this? Is it that like? black and white but it's not a lot of them are more gray situations and i mean even those reasons i think those are good reasons right right it's it's just like you can the, maybe the, you can let someone live their life to, the, yeah i i think the thing is though again they're not like the villains of the no piece. they're not the villain they're not is the fact that they would have to choose because we know for a fact that you wouldn't have you don't have to choose right um it's just there's so much greed, uh, kind of. T- there, the the entire top of the system is so corrupted. That, what, is, uh, what does the guy say? He's like, I have to have to keep up with China. That's all. That's what you got to keep up with them. Right, and, and China's it, like, oh, we got to keep up with other people, so we got, you know, that's the that's the system the on the largest scale. It's all the countries are like, oh, we gotta <laughs> we gotta fight among uh, each other as well. So yeah, I. Uh, I mean, that's, that's another thing I was thinking. We mentioned Parasite earlier, but, you know, like, how films from all these different countries around the world are all hitting on, like, this same exact kind of struggle. And I think that's super fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, sad, and in some ways, just kind of encouraging to know that, like, hey, there's, you know, a lot of people out there that... Uh, are kind of they're telling these stories because these are things they struggle with. They're worldwide. They're but, not you just know, the fact that we have here. you know yeah all these films. Uh, he had Bong Joon Ho had like that really good quote or whatever that was going around the web when Parasite came out, but I don't remember what it was about like how he was surprised that uh, the film took off internationally as well as it did, <laughs> and then he was like, actually, it makes perfect sense once I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. They're they're universal struggles and universal, you know, just uh, people. You know, mm. doing the universal people. God, I, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just I just like to I just like to break down our uh, <laughs> conversation every now and then. Uh, That's fair. That's more than fair. Mm, to prove we're not elitist, you know, we're mm. we're over here. We're talking about French films. We're talking about culture. We're talking about politics. But we're you also know, about doing. We're also talking people. about doing universal people. You know, uh, that's what the podcast <laughs> listeners come to us for. <laughs> I guess <laughs> they don't want in-depth analyses. To each their own. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I guess we can get to ranking it. I don't know how much else I have to say, really. It is one of those that I think you just need to watch for yourself and then just soak it up. Yeah. <laughs> you let me talk too long. I, it's like, uh, what's the... 
I forget what it's from, but they're like, yeah, I, I never get to talk this long, so they just lose. What is that from? Oh my god. I, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know about, what you're talking about. Right? I don't know. Oh, it's uh, from Parks and Rec, where they're like, Jerry, what should we do? And they just go, and then you do this, you know. <laughs> like, what's happening? Are you having a stroke? No one lets me talk this long. <laughs> um, yeah. That so, yeah, you. that's what happened. You're there. the Jerry of this podcast. That's so. fair. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you have to decide. So. Mm, I don't know. I can't. Um, so yeah, of the films we've covered... Well, well, well now. What? Star ratings. I told you, probably four okay, stars. four, you're right. Sure, yeah. I told you that at the start of the show, I, uh... I forgot. Mm. Of the Of the five we've covered from your list... Okay. I'd put this number two. Okay. I'd put this behind Raising Arizona. Um... I need to make a, a list of my stuff. <laughs> I didn't realize you didn't have one of yours. No, I don't. So yeah, I'd put it. I'd put it behind Raising Arizona, uh, but ahead of John Wick too. Okay, this would be my favorite one of the list. Yeah. Uh, and let me see where it ranks in your list. I guess. <laughs> if we were if we were doing the combined list. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd have to, uh... I think maybe I'd put this... I guess I'd put this 58th, because that's right behind Raising Arizona. Hmm. Interesting. I might have to reorganize that list. I'm not sure. Right. Um, I We definitely... We need to get to that. We keep saying that every week. We do say I need that. to reorganize The ranking means thing. so little. I, yeah. It, it, it is what it is. It's just a part of the podcast now. It's a tradition. But, yeah, it pretty much changes every week. Uh, but I put it behind Raising Arizona in the full list. Uh, ahead of Frank. Um... And that's just kind of right at the tail end of movies that uh, aren't my all-time favorites, but are pretty good ones I'd recommend, solid films, and then right before you get to stuff like uh, the Blade movies. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. And Mr. Nobody. And Mr. Nobody. What a film. I like Mr. Nobody. I, uh, you know, it's one of those that, when I think about it, I'm like, I do like this, there are things that I don't jive with, but right. you know, there, there's things I like. Yeah. You know, maybe the whole stepsister things not great we don't love that part mm, yeah we're all about doing universal people but not stepsisters let's make that very clear <laughs> do I need to cut this <laughs> I don't know why you would need to cut our anti <laughs> well I obviously it's anti it's just a weird thing to say at all <laughs> Sometimes um, I just say things to try to get yeah. you to cut them, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. I'll probably leave it in, to you be can... honest. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say, you can cut this, because that's literally what I do most times. <laughs> now I'll see what I do. Uh, I'd put it third. Mm. This is... rewatching this, this is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah? Yes. Like, okay. absolutely. It's so good. It's so good. The first time I watched it, I'm like, this is really great. I think I need to see it a second time before yeah. I say anything to... And now that I've seen it a second time, I'm like... That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
I can uh, I can respect that, I guess. <laughs> uh, if I have to. I mean, I mean it's nice. certainly better than it's no Robocop. <laughs> anyway, next week, Aaron, you want to, you want to hit him with what we're going to be watching next week? Next week, uh, we're going to be watching Robocop again until he properly nope, appreciates that's it. That's not uh, true. Don't watch Robocop again <laughs> in prep. All right, next week, um, so we kind of, you may have noticed that there's uh, <laughs> You might have noticed there's a pandemic going on. That was the other thing I was thinking uh, when watching this film, actually, to return to our conversation. I was like, what a weird movie to be watching right now, where it's basically this, this woman going around to a bunch of people and kissing them on the cheek. I'm yeah. like, can't make this movie anymore. <laughs> France is like, they're hating it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a greeting over there. Mm. There's a bunch of like awkward like lean-ins uh, going on over there. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, back off. and uh... No, we say ope, Aaron. That's our thing. Yeah. They don't say that. What do they say in France? I said ope when I was over there, personally. <laughs> That's how I, they uh, knew you were a tourist. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, they're like, oh, another oper. Yeah, another oper. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, oh my god. I don't even know if we've mentioned that on the podcast. I went to France, <laughs> like, right before the coronavirus happened. <laughs> like, yeah. one week later, I probably would have been trapped in France. <laughs> at least for a little while. Yeah, at least They would have wanted while. you out. And like, yeah, I Get can't those Americans them. out of there. We can't trust them. <laughs> yeah, no, they're the worst. Um, so that happened. Mm. Uh, Look at how cultured you are. I am Going cool. to France... Watching a French films. It's uh, actually a Belgian film. Is it? It is. Oh, yeah. okay. Look, I at, look at you. Look I wasn't going to uh, correct you because it's in French. I think, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, Speaking of foreign films, though. Did uh, we not even say We what did the not, movie no, because I got oh sidetracked on the uh, coronavirus uh, connection. Right. Um, but you may have noticed that there's not a whole lot of films coming out, and we usually like to tie what film we cover into a uh, film that was coming out. Um, but we're actually kind of switching uh, gears uh, this week. <laughs> we're going to tie it into a video game. Yes. Uh, because Jacob just got uh, a brand new uh, game uh, today. Ghost uh, of Tsushima. Yeah. Tsushima. Yeah. I don't know. I can't Not so things. cultured anymore, are you? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but this is a video game that's very heavily inspired by uh, Kurosawa samurai films. Uh, so we thought it would actually be a good opportunity to visit one of his films that's on my list. Uh, so next week we are going to be looking at uh, Yojimbo. Hell yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> I'm curious, I'm curious uh, what you think of this movie, because I think, I don't know how much you know about this movie. Nothing. Okay, I'll save it for next week then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know literally nothing about Yeah, I'll, I'll preserve that for now. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah. It's on, it's on Criterion? Where can people be watching this? I Let me see if it's on the Criterion channel. I know it's on disc. Yeah, it's on the Criterion channel. It's also on HBO Max. Oh, there you go. For all you Max users out there. Uh. What's it like? I mean, I'm one, I'm one of you. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm an owner. I don't... We have it, and we have not watched a single thing it. on it yet. I did watch something on Peacock today. What uh, was that? That 30 Rock reunion special. Oh, okay. Uh, How was that? It was, like, fine. Yeah. It was, like... It was like the it was like the Parks and Rec special where you're like there's a couple good jokes here. It's weird that they have to do it over Zoom and all that. Yeah. Um, but instead of doing it for charity, they did it for Peacock, which kind of needs the charity because it's Peacock. Yeah. But 
So yeah, I signed up for Peacock, watched it, skipped all the NBC ads in the in the program itself, and then deleted the Peacock app. So that was my experience with that. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. That's a good time. What yeah. about you guys? You use Peacock? Do you use Queeby? No one uses Queeby. <laughs> no one uses Queeby. What a what a God, what a world we live in right now. Like, imagine you're like set. Alright, now, like, I understand the big meme is that they're saying Queeby failed because of coronavirus. Queeby yeah. failed for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Coronavirus being one of the minimal ones. I don't I don't think coronavirus was a factor at all. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, people have more free time on their hands and no one watched your stuff. I think that's their argument, is that, like, it's supposed to be designed with, like, the bite-sized things so, like, you could watch it on, like, your commute to work or no. something like that. And it's what like, an no, awful no. target. Yeah. That's an awful target demographic. Literally no one wants to consume content that way. No. Oh my god. But then you're Peacock. Yeah. And you're like, we got this big plan. We're gonna be doing a streaming service. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And people are like, well, I don't want to pay for Peacock. Yeah. They're like... You don't have to pay for it. It's They're like, well, listen, if it's between food on my table or peacock i'm gonna mm. pick the my kidneys to go to college it's just okay so sorry it's our way of tying everything up and uh, i just left boat. my husband i'm supposed to pay peacock mm, damn no i think not <laughs> so maybe yeah. humanity was the monster all along and capitalism mm. was actually all right well, yeah, I mean, the the free market kind of spoke uh, for Queeby, and, uh... <laughs> you know, to be honest, we can, we can talk uh, crap about capitalism all we want, but when the free market comes for Queeby, it, it is quite you know, satisfying. Yeah, it's like, come on, it's like, you got it, you hate it, you hate it, you hate to see it, but sometimes, every once in a while... It works a miracle. Apparently, all the all like the employees at Queeby hated the name, and as soon as they proposed that name, they're like, "No, we gotta change that. We're going to fail if you launch it with that name." But the CEOs just like did not listen to them at it's all. It's an awful name. It's a horrible name. Quick bites. Yeah. No. Just no. Yeah. Well, won't we look the fools when uh, Queeby? Uh, yeah. That'll never take. I'm, like wait, I said, Gateway is the cinema season two coming to you exclusively on, on Queeby. Queeby. Dude, I'd sell out. Let's oh, get yeah. on Queeby we, right been, now. We've been honest about this. <laughs> Queeby, if you're listening and you uh, need more content, we're available. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We'll set out. a video camera up. The thing is, we could never make on Queeby because we could not contain our discussions into 10 minute bites. We is it go, only 10 minutes? It's like, yeah, it's like 10 minutes. Dude. 10 minutes before an ad break or like. Apparently, a lot of them were like shot as movies, and then they like cut them into ten-minute chunks, which just sounds awful. But that's Queeby. Queeby, it's awful. Why would you do this, Queeby? <laughs> why? Why are you so <laughs> awful at what you are? <laughs> anyway, we've crapped on cre- creepy. <laughs> we crapped on creepy. That's a better name, creepy. creepy? Well, that's like the that's like the horror themes uh, spin-off service. Uh, you have like Shout Factory and Scream Factory. This? You have the <laughs> Could you imagine if they're just like listen, I know we didn't work with Queeby, but now we're gonna do offshoots <laughs> separate apps with different subscriptions. Yeah. It's like what in the God's name are you doing? 
I think we've milked this Queeby in as much as we can. Mm, it'll, it'll be back. The Queebies ran dry. <laughs> Queeby will be a running joke for as long as it exists, so, uh... So next week, next uh, we week. won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we won't. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us this week. Again, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find Aaron at my honest or at honest opinion on Twitter, mm-hmm. my honest opinion on Letterboxd, and myhonestopinion.com. Yeah. You working on anything, Aaron? No. I love to throw that question out to you because I know you do. Then I feel less bad about also not doing yeah. anything. I I was so I was so prepared when this uh, when this uh, quarantine hit. I was like, I have time to actually write stuff, and then no, no. No. And then the quarantine depressies, depression starts kicking in. I'm, I'm mixing Queeby into everything. <laughs> That's what they want. It's taken over my mind. That's the plan. And if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Jake Lace on Letterboxd, where I, I write reviews for movies that I watch. Yeah. That's about it. If you want to find the podcast. If you want to find the podcast, Aaron, do you know where to find that? Yeah, it's on Facebook. There and it is. Twitter. Who goes on Facebook these days? <laughs> I do to post our podcast. <laughs> That's about <laughs> I it. I do to repost our podcast. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Leave Guys. us a review if you like what we say. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I haven't checked our reviews. We probably have. We don't have any reviews. We yeah. have one star. We have one star. We have we have a bunch of one star reviews, and it's like from the owners of Queeby. Yeah, they're just bombing other program, like uh, competitive programs. They're like, no one's watching Queeby, but nobody's listening to this podcast. Queeby's creating a sleeper cell of <laughs> With rogue streaming podcast. employees. <laughs> I can't believe there is not some kind of like uh, like one of these streaming services has some program that's like you know like streaming wars where there's mm-hmm. like some kind of like infighting between all the various streaming services popping up like they're like haha it's meta commentary because uh we're another streaming service and all that i can't believe that's not a thing and now i'm gonna write it and pitch it to queeby and i'm gonna be a millionaire don't pitch it to queeby <laughs> it is a queeby show if there's ever been one <laughs> there hasn't been guys join no this- one steal that idea I swear to God, if anyone listens to this podcast and steals this idea, I'm coming for you. We have the proof. This is recorded. There's a timestamp. <laughs> Today is Saturday at 12.36 a.m. <laughs> Alright, take us out. <laughs> that was all. Thanks. Thanks for the permission to end the show. <laughs> Guys, join us next week when we talk about Yojimbo and also another movie about you don't know what Neo Jimbo's about no <laughs> so you can't tie it in I was gonna tie it into the the, sh- the movie that you really that you love yeah the vibe yeah there it is okay bye <laughs> <laughs>